Under the bridge, by the river. How did you know it was an ambush? Whenever there is any doubt, there is no doubt. That's the first thing they teach you. Who taught you? I don't remember. That's the second thing they teach you. All good things come to those who wait. You ask in Iraq, you're trying to get out of my shoes. It's gone. Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric, and sometimes good things come to those who wait, and sometimes Jim Schaefer comes to those who wait, and we've been waiting a long time to get Jim Schaefer on. When we asked him to come on, his hair was gray. Now it's... Still gray. Gone. White. But uh, but joining uh, Jim Schaefer uh, this week is Mark Fellhauer, uh, producer, co-host, uh, the man who makes the magic work with the, uh, with the production elements, and uh, Sean Windsor, who looks fetching in that T-shirt. He, he actually got mad when I gave him the size he asked for, and then he said he wanted... An XS with the sleeves ripped off so he could put on a little gun show. And I thought you were very down on the Second Amendment, but I, I'm glad to see that you're as open-minded as you pretend to be. I love the Second Amendment. I love more that there are four white guys in here doing a podcast called The Soul of Detroit. <laughs> wait, I just wanted wait. to, you know, I mean, it's just... Did Windsor just call me bald? No, no. I, I am bald, I mean, so I can, can say... Can audacity. I've often, but I'm bald, so I can say that. Right? I've often considered... But uh, I'm not. Windsor kind of a pink guy, actually. But uh, So thanks for diversifying oh, I'm us not there. Gonna, I, I'm not going to touch that. But. Thanks. Yeah, no, please. I mean, you would know. Keep your hands where I can see them. So last time we had Jim Schaefer on the show, uh, we told some Pulitzer Prize winning stories. Now he's in charge of winning another Pulitzer for the Free Press. Back then he was just still kind of uh, an Indian, or I should say uh, a native person. Now he's a chief, but not a tomahawk chop type of chief. I mean, a respectful, um, big wampum type of guy. Um, Jim, what's your exact title at the Free Press now? Is it still seriously? St- it's a mouthful. Swinging Deke? Is that what you asked for? Big cheese. Big cheese. Senior news it. director for autos, business, and education, and sometimes planning. I guess. And the probably. guy who makes sure you can't say Indian or write Indian in yeah, our paper I and thug. Uh, the guy who would edit you. To that point, is there a certain amount of banned words and phrases? Well, everyone that Elric just uttered, yes, would uh, would be banned hey, he's from the just front page, about pages of the Should venerable. We, what was Detroit that other story we were talking about? Yeah, we're Did not you want to there either, man? No, nice okay. Try. ML is unencumbered though, right now. So he is uh, wearing pants, as far as I can tell. Uh, but no, is there like a style guide? You wouldn't see much. Yes, like there the is. Uh, Mark, there's there's AP style. There's local style. There are certain things that you can and cannot say in a certain way that you should say them. Um, and the reason they do that is to keep things uniform. It's not just the free press. Every re- respectable news outlet in the country has a style book. And that's why they have all those copy editors, to make sure that the style is... <laughs> that's oh, why we used minute. to have all those copy oh, editors. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. How often does that Some get... of us still know AP style. How often does that get updated? Uh, the AP style book is updated on the fly. In fact, it's maddening because it used to be once a year, but now it's all online, so they update stuff all the time. And they infuriate journalists with things like... Uh, you can no longer say, uh, you used to have to say more than instead of over. 
now they're interchangeable. So more than 500 people attended the concert is the same as over 500 people attended the concert. This means nothing to the general public. Yeah, this is fascinating. Jim, Journalists thanks for coming over on. This. Uh, it's time it's, for our I great debate. Oh, I thought it was time to get to hey, the he music. Asked. Oh, yeah, he yeah, asked. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Last time I was here, the green room experience totally sucked. I was promised oh, wow. long neck strows. They never materialized, so I brought uh, beverages. Okay. And sound effects. Ooh, Cosmos! They didn't have, (laughs) they did not have long neck strows. So I got the next best thing the barrel bottled Jim Beam Budweiser. Oh, the lagers. Have you ever had them? No. Really good. Is it beer? Really? I think I will change my mind. The two guys from Columbus are getting into the Budweiser. (laughs) Hey, they got a big plant down there. Okay. One to Mr. Windsor, although he's Uh, kind of a big When they dry the leaves on that big plant out, let me have some of it. But uh, (laughs) I'm not a Bud man, but uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Give it a shot because they are really good. I, I prefer to snob. have my. I, uh, that. I prefer to have my my uh, whiskey in a glass with a little bit of ice oh, and my beer in a bottle. But so Jim Jim is on because uh, I asked him to come on um, back when he was just you know regular people uh, because one of the purposes of this show is to sort of demystify the journalism profession and I know that sounds about as sexy as the AP style uh, book discussion that's still going on. We just killed their microphones. But one of the things I think often happens in media is that you see the story, you hear the story, you read the story, but what is even better than the story that you may have very much enjoyed is the story behind the story. And before Jim gets too deep into that Budweiser, I want him to tell us some of his stories of his time in Mexico when he was reporting on fentanyl. So... Jim was into fentanyl before fentanyl was cool. That's right. So let's get that on the record. And so Very we're gonna, dangerous stuff. Yes, we're going to dive into some of the things that happened to Jim in his great Mexican adventure. It's better than a Tarantino movie. But first, got to tell you about my friends at Zot, Ford, and Holly. And they, they are my friends because I bought a car from Zot before, and we had a very, very good experience. In fact, my wife wants me to buy another car. She also wants me to stop talking about her trash pick wreaths. By the way, the Christmas tree did come down. About time. Uh, uh, actually, it's past about time because it came down after the, the last tree pickup day in Detroit. So oh, now great. I've got this damn tree in my backyard. And where did we go Sunday night? We stopped by somebody's house who was giving away Christmas lights. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> thanks for setting the record straight there, dearie. Uh, and I say dearie because that's her middle name, not because I'm I'm sexist or using any words that wouldn't be published in the free press. Anyway, uh, back to my, my friends at Zot. Uh, not only are they known for having the hottest sales staff in Oakland County, but they're also known for sponsoring one of the other big podcasts on the Red Shovel Network. As you know, one of the best ways to support our Soul of Detroit podcast is to support our sponsors like Zot Ford and DealsInTheD.com. In return, my boy Steve Gabar and his team will make sure your next purchase or lease of a new or pre-owned vehicle is fun, fast, simple, and easy, all while saving you PHAT, that's not an AP style book, stacks of cash. So if it's your time to dump your current hoopty and pick up a fresh fly ride, go surf Zots Ford's sensational deals and massive inventory at dealsinthed.com, and be sure to tell them ML Soul of Detroit sent you. So, Jim, you've had time to gather your thoughts. I, I loved your basically tabloid, your magazine that you did on fentanyl. But what I loved more were the stories that you told about the trip, about going into the Mexican prison, about getting all your stuff stolen and then recovered. Oh, yeah. And then about the time you tried to order, uh, was it uh, 
tacos and a bulletproof vest outside the jail. He had a standoff something with some like federales, yeah. something like that. But yeah. I think people don't know those stories and and really deserve a chance to hear them as only you can tell them with occasional interruptions from Sean Windsor. Well, I was just going to say, after you finish your Mexican stories, you can talk about high school and your experiences there in Columbus. Should I say native peoples from south of the Texas border? Is that better, Sean? <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, you know, it's hard to stop you from being who you are. What? So judgy. So open-minded, but judgy. When were you uh, With one partner. How long ago exactly. was it? Was oh, the, well, that's why, you know, we're dredging up this old story. That thing was 12 years ago. But it, seriously, it was a um, it was a very serious the last thing issue. you wrote, so I figured it's fair. <laughs> ah, nice. Nice shot. Um, but it was a really serious issue. The reason why we did it is because people were dying in Metro Detroit. And it, if I remember the numbers correctly, there were 300 people who died over an 18-month period of overdoses. And, and the, it's still happening today. Yeah. It went away for about 10 years, and now it's back. We're but bringing fentanyl, it back. Fentanyl so was, a, was a really odd thing in 2007. The medical examiner in Wayne County is actually the first one who sounded the alarm because they got like a bunch of people who died in one weekend, and it was fentanyl. The feds had indicted a guy in Chicago um, named Ricardo Valdez Torres, if I'm remembering his name correctly. And he was a uh, guy from Fantasy Island. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the Corinthian leather guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Montalbaron. This guy was By the an way, American. Why, why, do, why do newscasters, when they say a name with Spanish roots, say it with a Spanish accent, but they never say, in other news, um, uh, Finbar O'Sullivan was arrested yesterday and charged with, or uh, Giovanni Rabisi had a new movie out. They should. Why is that? They should. Because that's English? Is it yeah, only. But, but why is it that, uh, Do... you know, uh, Mariana Rosa is now on NPR? I mean. Because that's how you pronounce it in Spanish. Do white anchors do it? I think so. That's cultural appropriation. Damn it. Sean, jump in on this one. No, you go ahead. What's the word from Washtenaw County? I'm sorry. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Hopefully, have dinner later with the Indians over in Washtenaw County. (laughs) Uh, Indian food. I love Indian. Isn't that what you said? You like vindaloo? And then I'm going to have dessert with thugs. So you 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 had to go. Why did you have to go down to Mexico? Keeping us on track. I'm trying to keep him on track. So this dude was indicted in Chicago, but he had. uh, He was basically an American who got deported to Mexico for making fentanyl in San Diego. And he went back to Mexico where he was born. San Diego. Where, where he, don't get me started on uh, Keep Anchorman, going. dude. No, no, um, that's, that's how it's yeah, pronounced okay. in Spanish. Right, right, It's right. a Spanish name. Just, so, power, just power through. So this poor guy, poor guy, he's a drug dealer. He's not a poor guy. He goes, he gets yeah, deported like to, to Mexico. He's probably a thug. And he's outside of Mexico City about an hour out in, in this little town called Lerma. But he's a really skilled, like, backyard chemist. And he decides, hey, I can make fentanyl. I'm here. I don't know anybody because I haven't lived here since I was a child. Let me make up 10 kilos of this stuff. Was he really a chemist? Like he had a degree in no. this? Or is he well, just he a, did have a lot of experience. Like a backyard mechanic. He was a self-taught kind of guy. Okay. But uh, he was skilled. He knew how to make it. I mean, you can make fentanyl. Um, public service announcement, do not do that. Yeah, we don't but, recommend that. But he did it, and he shipped it up uh, through Chicago, and it went. It spread to c- cities easterly. Wait, wait, wait. One, one guy? This yep, wasn't a one cartel? One guy. Nope, one guy made it at a, in a little lab outside of uh, in a town called Lerma, about an hour outside. So how of long till the cartel said, "Hey, there's some money to be made here"? Well, as far as I know, he never got hooked up with a cartel. He was an individual working out of a, a a little shop that he set up, and he cooked all this stuff, and he sent it up, and he killed literally uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. And he's locked up today. 
Uh, I don't know where he is today. When I went you down saw to see him, him when yeah. He was so up. we went down to Mexico to try to find this guy. Um, we were stupid. I didn't realize how dangerous Mexico was at the time, for, especially for journalists. They were yeah, that is cutting off stupid. heads and, uh, and leaving them in duffel bags outside of police stations. But we sort of went down there as a stupid Michigan uh, journalism crew, uh, me and, and a guy named Roman Blancart, a photographer, very good photographer. We ended up going to Lerma, and we found this facility where this guy made the, made the, uh, the fentanyl. And... We had a fixer with us. A fixer is a guy who is from the area who can help you speak the language and translate and show you around, and he was driving. There was a little taco stand there. And this lab had been shut down by the federales before we got there. So there wasn't anything really to That's see. Spanish for federal police. We just went there to observe and, and get some color, you know, details about what the place was like. And while we're there at the taco stand, the cops roll up. And this was like uh, something out of a movie, man. There were like five or six different guys in a truck. And they pulled up, and this guy jumps out. He's got a carbine uh, that he's carrying. And I didn't understand what was going on. I took four years of Spanish in high school and a year in college, but this was above my level. And our guy comes over, and he goes, uh, they want to take you into town. And we're like, what? We're just here you know, looking at, uh, looking at this lab. He's like, no, they want you to meet the police chief. So they take us, these armed guards, these armed police officers, to this little tiny town where there's a, a central square and people are milling about. Police chief wasn't there. So we don't know what the hell's going on. Our fixer's negotiating for us. We don't know if they're going to lock us up or what. But uh, long story short, the police chief showed up three hours later. And they agreed to let us go if we'd interview the police chief. El Jefe, I think <laughs> oh, they call those chiefs. So we, we interviewed him under uh, notice of armed gentlemen. Uh, he actually was a pretty good interview. You know, the fixer is, is a, a key thing, and, and we've seen a lot uh, in the reporting from the Middle East where a lot of the journalists who are killed are essentially fixers, the people who are local, who risk their lives to try and get the word out, to try and help, I think, liberate their countries at, at great personal sacrifice and uh and this happens all over the world in fact not too far from here how did you guys find the fixer and and tell folks about how crucial the fixer was when your room got cleaned out oh yeah uh well we used our journalistic connections and called the associated press bureau in mexico city and this guy was the husband of the bureau chief who was an american woman and uh, he was a journalist himself. He was more into video than what we were doing, newspaper guys. But uh, Periodico, I believe they're called. Yeah, he was uh, he was really really helpful. We would not have been able to do the story without him. In fact, he helped get us into the prison the next day. Oh, d- don't don't get to don't the prison get story yet. yet. Yeah, tell us about. So yeah, our stuff. Uh, we had this. Um, nice... So people are always telling Jim to clean up his space. Jim is one of the slobbiest guys ever. In fact, come on, man, his workspace. <laughs> was notorious for being as close to a landfill as you could get. It had everything but seagulls, and there were people who would walk by Jim's workspace who were actually in peril. They could have gotten hurt from tripping over stuff, which that was kind of so charming false. until you tried to, like, shovel some of it closer to Jim and be like, There's Don't touch slob. my There's stuff! And, uh, Says the guy and so, who arranges his french fries on his plate. That's right. Just the right amount of vinegar mm-hmm. and you're good. What? And so the oh, fact... Oh, yeah, he arranges his french fries. I think that's worse. Absolutely Let's stay worse. focused here. And I believe wait, wait, they're called... No, what do you mean you I were... believe in French they're called 
just fries. fries. Yeah, freedom but fries, palm frites. But um, but Jim, it, it would be it would be fries. not not uh, out of character for somebody to say, Jim, clean up your room. So Jim comes back to his hotel room, and it actually was a little too clean, right? Like yeah, we had out. lost some equipment. Uh, we thought we were in a nice hotel in a nice area. Um, and All so your pesos that's why our for the fixer, vibrating bed were gone. That's why our fixer was so aghast that we had been robbed, uh, burglarized, or is something. Is that how he described? He said, "I'm aghast." I'm aghast. <laughs> With a Spanish. Yo soy aghasto. Yes, yes. Um, so we created a little bit of a scene at the hotel, and the guy, our fixer, went up and yelled at the manager, and <laughs> turns out it was probably our fault because the stuff was later found like stuffed down in the couch cushion in our room. What? Oh yeah. You stuffed it in the couch cushion? Well, I don't know how it got there, but uh, I'm not sure if the maid was playing a prank on us or if, you know, oh, yeah, may- so maybe I-, I fell asleep on the couch and pushed it underneath the couch cushion. Not quite sure. But, yeah, the fixer was uh, well, he was very that- happy we got our stuff back, but he was not happy about the ass he made out of himself in front of the, the hotel manager. That story was much better 12 years ago. <laughs> I, I, as I recall, the rooms were cleaned out. The fixer made a couple calls, and voila, as they say in France, it was all Well, returned. that was his version of events. Oh. You have to understand, Mexicans are very proud people, and he did not want negative images of his city being impressed upon these two foreign journalists. Just and like the police chief. He said his story was, oh, they found it in the couch cushions. We were always a little skeptical because they, this stuff did appear at a later date. Um, so it's possible that it, you know, we just overlooked so it. When you're we trying to tell up. me that the same guy who I spent a better part of ten years knocking on doors at strippers' houses and uh, and asking good and bad cops and all these other people whether or not a party happened in the Manugian Mansion bought a story that these these cameras and other computers were somehow stuffed in a couch cushion. That was his story, and we weren't writing about it. So I let it go, man. But, he was proud of his country. He didn't want us to have a uh, negative opinion. of But that. you're not saying that you found that to be a plausible explanation. No, I'm just saying oh, okay. that, that that was his explanation. As a guy who now runs the free press. Uh, let's think, not do that. There are many people who run Do the you free think press. the free press would uh, do that story now? Spend, um, the, spend the resources, send a team down to Mexico to do that. I'm traveling next month. For it's a conference for people that other people that no, run it's on a reporting expedition. Really? So you're going to be like on a field producer? We don't just send sports guys like yourself on the road. Sean. <laughs> I don't. Really I mean, you guys eat up all the damn travel budget. What to going to honest. Indianapolis and Madison, well, Wisconsin? I don't know. When's the last time you were in California? But I, I heard Jim. I, I heard one of your reforms as a senior editor is to purchase mostly one-way tickets for Sean Windsor on assignment. <laughs> Nobody. He's given me a budget to travel to Gross Point to see you, which will be nice. Oh, the Gross Point joke. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> I, that, that was just Thank for God. Jim. That was just for Jim. Sorry. Oh, I, I got to say. I mean. Sean Windsor. Sean, it'll, it'll look a lot like where you on live, show, only Mike. less crunchy. Okay, one of you Hold at on a time, time, please. Let me let me, let me say this. I, I'm gonna step. I'm gonna stand. Without down. Sean Windsor, this podcast would be much less interesting, and I want you to acknowledge that. No, we, that? we we had to talk him into doing this. He, you know what he was gonna do? <laughs> he was gonna try and save stay some whales if we hadn't taken time <laughs> for him to come over here. He said he's he said something about I got I gotta separate my incense. From my patchouli. It's just he, what they uh, do over there. He keeps it real here, man. Yeah, patchouli, that's me. When he called me up to do it, I said, hold on, hold on let me ask Teresa. We were out gathering Reeves off the the sidewalk curb, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's she does a lot of charity work. 
She said, yeah, uh, she said Sean will be finished in 30 seconds. That's what his wife usually <laughs> sets aside for their Whoa, intimate. That is, uh, Boy, things are, getting right? so, things are getting so contentious, it's time to talk about a man who only makes people happy. That would be David Hall at Hall Financial. <laughs> and my, my buddy Dan Morrison. He's getting better at the segues, yeah, Mark. Right. Really good at it. He is, yeah. Dan Morrison. Especially you, pointing him out. If you think trying to pull this dog shit show together is tough, <laughs> wait till you see Dan Morrison, who got a mortgage for a guy who was very soon to to uh, uh, leave a, an employer. And some interesting coverage on my departure this week on DeadlineDetroit.com, if you missed it. A very interesting story. They kind of picked up on something we were talking about last week and then uh, took it to the, the next level. And, and that story goes deeper, but we'll, we'll, get, we'll stick with David Hall. Uh, they have a couple questions for our listeners. Are you paying more than 4% on your mortgage? Do you have lingering sores and rashes? No, wait, wait, sorry. This is, this is Sean's uh, prescription. Do you have lingering high interest rate credit card debt? A smart idea would be to call the company with over 1,000 five-star reviews that has recently been averaging 10 days from start to finish on listeners that have applied for a refinance of their mortgage, and that's Hall Financial, soon to be a former sponsor of the Soul of Detroit, but we appreciate him sticking with us through this very complicated and meandering read. It's a simple process, as it's no secret that saving money is smart. You can get started by calling 248-308-5000 or going to davidhallmortgage.com. A lot of homeowners need to reduce their rate, shorten their term, eliminate PMI, or take cash out. Now is the time. Even though the media isn't reporting it the way they were in August fake news, rates are still historically low, and Hall Financial is the place to call. Don't just take my word for it. We get testimonials and thank yous every week from listeners that we've sent to Hall Financial, and you can check out the reviews for yourself. Hall Financial has nearly 1,000 five-star reviews, and their clients love them for a reason. If you want to check in to see if something makes sense for you, Go to davidhallmortgage.com to get started or call 248-308-5000 and make sure to tell them ML sent you. Equal housing lender NMLS1467435. Now let's get back to prison, Jim. Did you, yes, sir. Did you meet anybody you liked? Were they good to you there? Yeah, that was interesting. So, um, and when you get inside, I understand you find yourself doing all kinds of crazy things just to get by. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> never, I've been caught, but never incarcerated. So we go down to Mexico. We've been at the lab. We've seen the town. We got uh, abducted by the armed brigade. Some stuff was in your couch. Some stuff was in my couch. The next day, we want to go interview this guy. I mean, he's been indicted. The U.S. wants to extradite him back to Chicago. I figured there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to get in touch with this guy. But Mexico is a little bit different than the U.S. Um, a whole different language. We went, uh, that's what I hear. Uh, we went to a prison in Mexico City, and it was like uh, something out of the movies. I mean, high walls, the doors that opened up from the outside were like something you'd see, uh, you know, guys pouring gallons of molten lead from the top of, you know, on the on the invading. What was that that below. show on Fox where the two brothers were in prison? Prison Break. Prison Break. Was it uh, kind of like that where it was yes. very? I don't watch Fox. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> no I, one does no, here anymore. No offense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna just we're gonna speed through this Fox part. Yeah. So Jim, what we say? But I do read the free press. I'm a anyway, subscriber. So we get in. It's Sunday, and apparently it's not visiting day, which I didn't realize. But we had this guy with us who knew how to make things work, and uh, he's talking to the guards. And this is the prison that that the guy is in. So we uh, we end up 
talk. You know, they say we're not coming. You you can't get in. It's not visiting day. This is only for families. And in Mexico, the thing about these guys is everybody. The rules are there for a reason. I mean, these they're very punctilious on rules. They really enforce the rules. Huh. The country's known for being very specific on rules. <sighs> you just trying to draw me into your uh, your. I'm wacky? just trying to set up how you. You somehow overcame the many well, the fixer, obstacles the fixer placed made in front it happen. Of you. So we get in, and this is uh, the thing about Schaefer. He's one of the best journalists around, second best as far as I can tell, <laughs> behind my wife. Behind Teresa, yeah, actually exactly. make it third best. Um, and uh, I guess that's Sean behind my wife. Let's say fourth best, but he's very modest. Set you up again. He's very. Mo- I just just <laughs> teeing him up. No. no, I'm I'm trying to take the. He's too uh, busy checking his biorhythms. No, no, no. I was trying to take the high road. He's ovulating. For once. So anyway, so okay, so yeah, you. So we get in this place, and the guys are telling us you can't come in. Well, hold but, on a uh, second. Yeah, they they tell you, beat it, and you say. I talked to my fixer, and he went up and talked. to I him. don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and he uh, he came back, and he goes, "Well, they're not letting you in because you're dressed like a guard." Oh, wow. And they are afraid that if you get in the prison, the prisoners are going to What were you wearing? Knock were you, you out. Were you I don't insulted? even remember. I had like you had your jeans fishnets on. on? <clears throat> I had some kind of outfit that mirrored what the guards wore. And they said you can't go in. Um my photographer, Roman, I prefer to think a different a photographer outfit. who works for the free press. And they it's said It's not like chattel. Yeah, I, I got you. That was one of the first rules when we got hired at the free press. Never refer to your photographer as mine. Oh. <sighs> But Jim, you know, thinks he owns everybody. So. Wait, now it's I'm, nice to see somebody now else taking your target. Yes, I'm with Sean on this one. Keep coming, baby. We're, we're recording at night, which is yeah, I guess I did say us. something about his gleaming head. There's something uh, about Windsor after dark, and my extra small Soul of Detroit T-shirt. <laughs> okay, you have been and the jiggling going on over here. It's because not of extra it. small. You've put on a gun show. You're you're fine. You're carved. Right. You're carved out of. Cream cheese and uh, I was just gonna say alabaster and, guns. What the so, Jim, anyway, so this so guy talks the to the guard and he yeah. says, uh, You can switch clothes with the photographer. The photographer is a lot smaller than I am, but we managed to switch clothing. What? So then I could go into the prison. And this is, like a, skivvies? this is a real deal prison. I'm like, with Actually, this no, guy. Roman's French. He wouldn't be wearing underwear. Oh, God. Come on, man. Jessica knows. Go ahead. I survived. Anyway. I end up following this guard, and I thought the fixer was coming with me. No. I thought Roman might be coming with me. No. Yeah, but he's wearing your guard clothes. (laughs) He was in very baggy pants. He goes out to the car and and waits, and I said, if you don't see me like in an hour, call the office (laughs) to send the the help. Yeah, that'll Um, do it. (laughs) So this guard starts leading me through this prison, and I thought we're going to a room where you've got, like you see on TV, you know, there's plexiglass, and you're on one side, and you pick up a phone, and the guy you want to talk to on the other side picks up a phone, but there's no plexiglass room, and we keep going down into this prison, and we finally get to the bottom floor, and we're we're continuing to proceed through, and then we come up these stairs, and we're, we're in a courtyard, and it's just me and this guard. And there's razor wire all along the top. Not you really. You have to pay prisoners. anything to get in. The fixer, um, you know, negotiated. So, you know. so I'm right. not sure right. what what, right. what he did. Um, so we got in there uh, into this courtyard where there's nobody. It's all razor wired off, and we finally make it to this building. And uh, the guy at the door doesn't want to let us in. So the guard I'm with negotiates or something. I couldn't tell what they were talking about. And I get in. And I'm still thinking, okay, I'm going to go to the secure place and Ricardo is going to come out and talk to me. 
The guard says, go in that stairwell over there. And there's prisoners milling all around freely in this, in this facility. And I'm assuming this is not like a low security prison where most no, of these guys this is, are. This is bad dudes. Kiting checks. These yeah, are bad dudes. These are. I mean, the guy I was after. These are some was tough in, hombres, as our president would say. The guy I was trying to get an interview with was indicted in Chicago and was trying to be extradited by the United States. I mean, this was serious stuff. Yeah, and but so, he's a chemist. The other guys. Are, yeah. The other guys could well, be. Thugs. Wait till I tell you about him. So I, I get in the stairwell and I thought the guard was going to follow me and he closes the door. I'm in the stairwell by myself. And uh, I got a pad and a pen, and all of a sudden this guy comes And Roman's down pants the all of a sudden have a dark stain <laughs> around the crotch. <laughs> this photographer's like, these pants were dry when I gave them to you, Jim. What happened? So this guy walks up to me, and I could tell from his picture who it was. And he goes, I'm Ricardo. Spoke perfect English because he'd lived in America for so many years. And he goes, what do you want to know? So I sat down on this bench, and I thought we'd had a time limit, you know, 15 minutes I had with this guy. The guard pokes his head Actually, in. Actually, you're hoping they haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> the guard poked his head in after literally about a half hour, and Ricardo waved him off. Wow. And got more time with me. In the end, he ended up denying everything. You know, my main question was, the U.S. says you, you, know, you, you cooked up this chemical that killed literally hundreds of people in the United States and 300 people in the metro Detroit area alone. And he goes, I feel really sorry about that, but I didn't do it. You know, it's what you would expect him to say. But the circumstances of even getting an interview with this guy were what was so compelling to me. And unlike every other prisoner that I saw, he was dressed in street clothes. So chemist he may have been, but he was running the show in there. So he was, he had privileges. He had privileges. He walked down the stairs, met me, waved off the guard when, when the guard poked his head in to check on things. Now, was this prison... He ended the interview when he wanted to end it. Was this prison <laughs> like the Mexican prison where Charles Bronson got Robert Duvall out, where it's all like adobe and it's all very dusty and everything? No, it or was, was it... all concrete. But, it was. Uh, okay. Yeah, how, yeah. how much money did he make off this? Do we know? You know, I, I never did get that. Um, but According to it, him, nothing, right? Because he didn't do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, he didn't do anything. But, yeah, but uh, approximately, I mean, you know if it came from there and how much it was sold for, street yeah. value. Ten I mean, kilos of millions? something like that, which should have been cut a million different ways and instead was was um, distributed to addicts in a form that was way too pure, which is why it was killing people. So they didn't cut it enough. But it was 10 kilos of this stuff, and I, he probably made millions off of it. So let me ask you about fentanyl, because when I had my deviated septum repaired earlier this year, they're just about to put me under, and they're like, okay, are you ready to go? And like, now we're administering the fentanyl. And all I could think of was like, oh, 12 yeah. years ago, Jim Schaefer's in a Mexican prison with a guy who made this shit. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I'm dead. Uh, fentanyl is I mean, very, it's, very dangerous, but, man. It, but I mean, it's it's a legitimate thing, right, in, in proper yeah, they won't. My understanding is, back then at least, they won't give it to you in a hospital unless you're admitted to the hospital. You have to have a respirator available. But I mean, um, it's not like crack where somebody made no, this stuff up. I mean, my, when my there is a fentanyl oh, and it does have a proper application. Are with it yeah. all the time. Uh, Surgery patients uh, are treated with it. It's very effective. Toddlers are treated with it. Commercially, it comes in a patch. You yeah, can actually okay. get it and put it on your skin, um, you know, as a prescription. But if you're I'm in the hospital, pass on that. But I appreciate the offer. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, people have died in Detroit uh, from taking the patches and opening them up. Mm-hmm. And snorting the stuff that's in there. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So the fascinating thing about me, uh, to me about this, is that this guy would even talk to you because I, know. Because I think we, we both know that when we, we approach these subjects who have stories where they're 
they're still kind of under the hammer, you know, like anything they say can and will be used against them, uh, that this guy would consent to meet with you without a lawyer, without a lawyer. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and, and even avocado, but even then, um, the fact that, that he would take so much time. I mean, do you think he was just bored being in there with in prison or do you think that he saw some advantage to even just denying everything and putting on the record that he said, Hey, I'm not. was. I think people like to explain themselves. We've seen that many times sure. in the stories that we've done. They like to give their Let side of issues. And to be honest with you, I think he was, uh, <laughs> it sounds weird to say, but he had nobody in Mexico. He had no family, no friends left. He had, you know, his family had immigrated to U.S. when he was like in the single digits as a child. And he was a much older man at this point. I th- he might have just been lonely, wanted to chat with somebody. Who knows? Even though he talked to the friendly reporter from even Detroit, even though he denied it all, was there? Could you sense that there was any sort of pride in what he did at being this chemist? Well, that would require him to admit that he had. A I mean, or was he skills, amazed that so. this happened? He was just a him? smooth character, man. He came walking in like he owned the place. Um, you know, I don't know if he was some big drug lord or, or aligned with any sort of cartel, but he clearly had gravitas inside this prison. You know, he, uh, he told me they were treating him fine. I asked him about that and, uh, he was getting his own food somehow, as I recall, um, which is odd, but you know, if you have a certain, uh, swagger, you can make things happen. Um, not a real imposing guy. He looked like a chemist, basically. Huh. Salt, pepper, hair, glasses. Um, interesting dude. And the thing that that uh, when you when you talk about, he seemed to maybe connected with you because he just doesn't have that many people to reach out to. The story that always comes back to me is that blizzardy Saturday where Kilpatrick has a press conference where he finally kind of admits that he got the navigator for his wife, and everybody's peppering him with allegations and questions and race says like you lied we deserve an apology and kilpatrick turns to you who would be one of his chief tormentors and says jim get me get him off of me yeah get him off me jim you can find that line in the kwame sutra which is available at the drew and mike store.com we have copies of that available each one personally inscribed with a smart aleck inscription but but it is funny how when someone's really in trouble even if you may not be their savior or an ally, just seeing a familiar face or maybe someone of their class or their background or who, you know, you're not dressed like a prisoner. He's not dressed like a right, prisoner. Right. There's a connection there. And it's, it's the sort of thing as a reporter, you can kind of use that a little bit just to sort of build not necessarily an intimacy, but maybe a rapport where you can say, you know, Hey, um, let's talk about this. Even if he yeah, in I mean, the end didn't really want to say anything. That's sort of always been my style is not to go in with guns blazing, just show up with a pen and a pad and wearing jeans and a and a sweater and just sit down and chat with people, right? They say the most amazing things. They really do. Well, and silence is probably one of the most useful parts of an interview where you just kind of sit there and stare at somebody and they just... Pregnant pause. They want to fill that space, man. They want to fill that yeah, it's space. It's uncomfortable. People don't like silence. Well, Jim, uh, th- this uh, this recitation did not disappoint. These are some of the great stories I remember and that I'm, I'm glad. And I hope that we'll continue on this show. And as you lead the free press or help lead the free press, yes. being a modest guy, uh, just like you only helped make some of those payments to the Bosa brothers to go to Ohio State. <laughs> just helped. It wasn't Jim's money. 
He just helped. They were good, man. Just a facilitator. Wish they would have played longer. <laughs> you know, whatever, can I tell you? That's when you, when you take the gold pants away, they can't stay. Nick Bosa is about to win the uh, Super Bowl. I think the uh, the 49ers have finally found a coach that can win the Super Bowl for mm-hmm. The fraud is in Anaba! And I'm not talking about you, Sean. I'm talking about that guy with the other pants that look like guard pants. I'm sorry, I'm not listening. But um, I think he'll be fine. Shots watching. But game. anyways, I, I hope that I hope that as you uh, as you make your mark on the free press, one of the things you'll do is what we're trying to do here is tell some of the stories that are not the story you went there looking for, but the story that you remember and the story that you tell people about, and then also yeah, we don't do enough of that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's really great. Um, Okay, rough segue time. Speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, mybookie.ag. If you want to bet on the Super Bowl, contact mybookie.ag. Listen, uh, we do not have legalized casino gambling. Uh, if you want to know why, check out the My my Cash Homie podcast. They'll explain it's going to be months. Straight cash. Straight cash, homie. Damn it. Damn here. it! That's why I'm here. Straight cash home. Off the rails tonight. Oh, it's. I think it's the. It's the. It's the. It's the Surly Brewing Company Furious IPA mixed with a heady brew of Budweiser Shit, had, Copper Lager. You had beer voice. before I got here. I brought some for everybody, the but then you tried to big ball me, boss. It, it, time is it their ad or is it my bookie <laughs> spot? Oh, oh, sorry, mybookie.ag um, is a great place to put your bets in for the uh, Super Bowl and any other thing you wish to bet in. Is Jim Schaefer going to get out of the prison alive? Will Roman wear those pants again after the stains that Jim put in them are removed? These are all things you can bet on. Some call them parlay, some call them props, some call them <sighs> mybookie.ag. Um, when you go in there, use the promo code SOUL, S-O-U-L. Now, I started an account with mybookie. They will match... Your donation. You put in a hundred bucks, they'll put in fifty bucks. There's some rules to get your money out, so please be cognizant of the rules. And whatever you do, do not bet money you can't afford to lose. You'll probably win. I'm Mark. trying to win six hundred dollars. If you do this for fun, like I do, mybookie.ag is as good or better than anybody else out there. They've got the fastest payouts. They got some sweet promotions and a very helpful twenty four seven customer service team. Mybookie.ag. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to one thousand dollars. So if you math challenge people, you put in a grand, they put in five hundred. All you have to do is use our promo code SOUL S O U L to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code S O U L to get extra cash from mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. <laughs> I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. When I think of ladies and country, I think of big country, Sean Windsor. He's in touch with his feminine side. He's 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 woke. He's lit. He's very woke. He's all that stuff and more. And he is delighted that CMT has made a pledge that they will make sure that for every boy video, they will play a girl video. Right, Sean? It's equality. Um, Yeah. He's just checking his mybookie.ag account. (laughs) No, no, no. I was just, yeah, if you like country music. Actually, Sean does not bet on this. You should know, folks, that Sean does not have a MyBookie account because he is uh, he is a very ethical man, and uh, we appreciate 
his objective coverage of all things sports. Now, when it comes to country oh. music, he's not objective. He loves Patsy Cline. I do love Patsy Cline. More I than just, Matsy Cline. I was just looking for a tweet I'd seen earlier oh. uh, to a uh, singer-songwriter, Lindy Ortega. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. She's a country artist who uh, is... Oh, well, for you, maybe. She's thrilled that the CMT is going to do this. And she tweeted out or took a screenshot of, of it, somebody, a message somebody sent her that said, You know your music is joke when, oh, excuse me, little clue loser, you require special treatment because you have a vagina and can't be held to the same standard as male artists because of it. That makes you the sexist bigot and pathetic loser. I haven't heard your music, but I guarantee it sucks. Wow. This is, okay. this is, it's Twitter. Yeah, right. Because she tweeted out, great for CMT. This is some of the response she's gotten. Um, you know. So do you agree with her? Is this a good move by CMT? If you you can't like something you can't hear. I mean Yeah, but are that, people, that's the point I would make. My problem with this is unintended. That you want men to keep ruling the world, and I understand that, Mark, and I've never No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think it's the law of unintended consequences where you know, they're going to up right now. They're at a 40 60 ratio. They're not that far off. But what are they going to fill this other 10%? Is my guess is it's going to be the most popular female artist. So it isn't about helping new artists out. But then again, does anybody go to CMT to find out who new artists are? Not when you have YouTube. Is that how people find out about new yeah, artists? Yeah, so or I, I don't have cable. So this is all a revelation to me. But I'll tell you, if I'm going to turn it seems on. pandering to me. If I'm going to turn on videos, I would much rather see the women of country than a bunch of these other doorknobs with goatees and goofy cowboy hats and and pick up trucks. You forget about the extras they put in there. Or your own goatees. Or wannabe goatee. It's more of a scrotee. I guess the question is... Wait a second. You shaved that down to a goatee. I'm trying to... When did you do that? I call this the the shaper. It took about five seconds. When when you got a new job and I lost my job, I said, you know what? The one thing we can share in common is gray (laughs) facial hair. But not it looks to intermingle, a lot better, dude. I like it. Still, one hundred percent he man. Now here. that you're here, because I didn't this even notice bit, that. This not to get off the rails here. Sorry, Mark. But now that you're here, Jim, can you believe he dyes his goatee? Because what? it's not the same color as his hair. His hair is gray. He's got a little just for men uh, going through there, there you with go. the brush. Actually, it's there you go. just for the ladies. And get back <laughs> into the topic. The thing I, I'm concerned about this, and I think it's I'm I'm fine with it because I know there are a lot of women in country music who say one of the problems is they can't break through because people don't have access to their music and that there's a boys club and and Mark you said something about you heard a station that said they won't play more than a Michigan they station. won't go back to back yeah. on women so when it comes to country I like all the old country guys and I love Patsy Cline so I'm cool with all that what, what but, do you think but they say about 12% of the music country music is produced by women so where do you get to 50%? I mean, I, I think it's going to be very difficult to do unless you put certain videos in heavy rotation where you end up with the old dire straits money for nothing situation where every time you turn on MTV, it's, you know, uh, I got to move these refrigerators. And, and I question their uh, motive for doing this. I think it's just a PR thing. I doubt they really care about breaking new artists. They, they're in the business of getting eyeballs on their TV, so they want to put out what people want to see. So they're going to put those really popular videos and play them over and over and over and over. Well, they're still going to have a countdown from what I read. Sorry to interrupt, Mark. No, you're right. Right? And that's going to be based on what's the most popular um, on the charts. But again, it's about access to me. 
And I think that one of the people involved in the decision was the senior, the senior vice president for content. Her name escapes me, but I can't imagine she. Oh, you don't care enough to know her name. Well, I've forgotten it. I've forgotten your name too. I think it's Leslie Fromm. That is that is her name. See, Mark knows everything like that. Damn. Well, I mean, but he has to. He belongs to an old boys club, and uh, his job <laughs> is to keep his thumb. I just question the motivations <laughs> no. of certain entities. Jim, like as a guy from from Ohio State, don't you love seeing the two Ann Arbor guys tear each other up? It's quite entertaining. It's good. It's fun. So, I, do we think this is a good thing? I mean, I, I think I think it's a good thing, assuming we have quality content. I don't want to see the same Shania Twain. Vi- you know, actually, who am I kidding? I don't give a shit about country music. Do whatever you want, hillbillies. But is congratulations. it? Congratulations! <laughs> you got a dog and a truck, and your girlfriend broke up with you, is and you it, got wait, a hangover. I want to ask this question: Live a great long life. Is it hard to break through? It's easier to make music and get noticed today than it's ever been. Not Ooh, according that's a to the song. Not according it's to the, a lot of female or women artists in Nashville. To break through, right? I, I, just, I mean, I don't know. I'm not doing it. I just don't really buy into that argument. And I think CMT is kind of pandering. Or maybe they're just trying to write, you know, ten thousand years of wrongs. Well, if anybody can do it, it's country music. Yeah. So let's. But you got to start somewhere. <laughs> Roll call. Mark's a panda. Sean's a koala. And I'm cool with everything. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. What a dork. Does him wanting to play this again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? This week's Geek of the Week was nominated by uh, Mark Fellhauer. And, uh, Did he nominate I'm, you? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I do every I'm, week. He never accepts I'm, it. I'm kind of an incumbent, you know. It's You can't repeat. And I'm a little oh, confused. Man. So am um, I. By the way, you did say earlier what's fascinating about me, and I thought, wow, you're finally going to open up about how you really feel about yourself. No, no. And I, then you I corrected yourself. Too. Did you catch that, Jim? Oh, yeah, you gave me that look. Oh, yeah. I have strange yearnings. But uh, <laughs> this is a puzzling geek of the week. Um, one of the greatest running backs in NFL history, <laughs> his career cut short by cancer. You may have seen this story, a, a touching story, uh, the Brian Piccolo story, uh, where you know, Brian, Brian Piccolo's you're career long, was... You're going was, a long way for this yeah, joke. Uh, I, I got Brian it because I know who it is. Brian Piccolo's career was, was uh, cut short by cancer, but, uh, but his good friend, uh, Gail Sayers, his career was cut short by knee injuries. Uh, for reasons that aren't clear to me, Marcus said that our Geek of the Week, and he actually fought hard for this, should be Gail Sayers, number 40 of your Chicago Bears. Or, or, his, or his cousin Gary Sayers. What? Are you serious? Oh, I, I may have a typo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gary so it wasn't Sayers. a joke. This yeah. is actually... No, it's the green slime guy. Okay. Yes, okay, yes. The green slime I guy. You, I told you he was going a long way for that. Wow. <laughs> that is a long way. We'll fix it in post. Uh, def- we'll do it live! Uh, that's all the guys at Fox say that. Um, definitely uh, a bad dude, Mr. Gary Sayers. And Jim, you guys have reported on this guy. extensively. Oh, a guy, yeah. his name is Keith, and I believe the French pronunciation is Matene. He does. Uh, has he's res- been, doing a has great been job. covering a good job on that. Yes, he has. Yeah. And Bill Leitner and a few other people, Chris Hall. Been doing really good stuff on the Green News guy. Well, do you want to explain what he did? Because it doesn't get oh. much coverage outside of the papers, and I know. Uh, Winchester's done some stuff on Channel 4. I just Ooh, don't what? see much Bank. coverage. Bank the bank. I don't see much coverage of this story. I think it's kind of a big deal. The guy. Actually, 
Kim Russell at Channel 7 did a, an interesting story today where Channel 7 sent the chopper up and looked at other properties he owns. Which are becoming a problem now. And just found that there's just there's crap all over there. They don't know what's in the drums on these properties. They don't know. Yeah, he's got a, they're analyzing yeah. the, the earth in San yeah. Black County because he's got a place out but there. It, now the, it turns out he's living in the building yeah, in Madison so, Heights. So this guy, this guy is... I thought he was uh, in prison. He is a true... Yeah. He's a oh, true right. geek. His old man starts a company, hands it off to, you know... Uh, I gotta say, though, I don't want to defend Mr. Green Ooze, but, boy, what a terrible business to have bequeathed to you. Oh, well... Electroplating. Yeah. Yes. And then your solution is, well, this shit's dripping, so let's just dig a hole. I, well, he thinks like I do. I mean, what? that's kind of what I would what, do. What, did he blame the women, too? <laughs> Ow! Okay, hug it out, fellas. But, um, and keep your hands where we can see him. But, uh, but yeah, and, and whether you care about groundwater or the fact that this will cost millions of dollars of taxpayer money, if you're a commuter, yeah. if you're trying to get to the east side... At the very least. Going down 696 is a massive pain in the ass now, and I have it on good authority that this is not the only site that this guy has that's been leaking this stuff. So I have a feeling that the story of Gary, not Gail Sayers, Gary Sayers. Thanks, Gary. Mr. Yeah. Green News. The Green I man. can't believe you dragged Brian Piccolo into that whole thing. He's I dead. love he's, Brian he's, Piccolo. He's libel-proof. You can say anything you want about the dead. <laughs> or Rest Gale in Sayers. peace, Pick. Boy, it's it's nomination uh, night here at uh, ML Soul of Detroit. Uh, as a special privilege, now that Jim is incredibly powerful. We offered to let him pick a a new wave artist who either did not get the recognition they deserved in their prime or had a great song that may have been overshadowed by one of their hits that broke through. And his, I don't want to say he went all the way through to nominate these guys, but he was going to suggest Wham! and I had to cut him off. So (laughs) Actually, my my suggestion is way too raw for this show. Lay it on me. Nights are a join in the chant. Oh, yeah, we, we could do they're, they're They're more electronic, but they're, they're, we could give them that. But anyways, we have a great uh, recommendation from Mr. Magoo, who has suggested the teardrop explodes in one of their underappreciated hits. Oh, you're stepping on it. Read it in books. Oh, that book repeats and repeats and repeats. <laughs> <laughs>
so I know what you're thinking. Uh, Echo and the Bunny Men, right? You're half right. Because the teardrop explodes are from Liverpool, the home of Echo and the Bunny Men, and a little fabulous four-piece band known as the Beatles, but that's the way it's pronounced in England. Um, These guys are kind of post-punk, a little bit of that jangly sound that, uh, that early Echo and the Bunny Men are known for. And there's a reason for that, because the front man of the Teardrop Explodes is Julian Cope, and his early collaborator was Ian McCulloch, oh. the front man okay. for Echo and the Bunny Men. And you'll never guess why Ian left the band, because Julian and Ian's egos were too big to sell to uh, coexist. Uh, hardly a surprise it's there. A, that's a late seventies, early eighties band theme. Yeah, and and in sort of a fu to the teardrop explodes. Echo and the Bunnymen later covered "Read It in Books," but um, but Ian wrote it. Uh, well, I think he and Cope were. You know, I think there there's probably some some. Uh, it's tough to extract all the DNA in the right amounts, hmm. but it definitely it definitely feels like something that uh, that has. McCullough's footprint and and Julian Cope, you know, I mean, he kind of went on to more success as a solo artist. Um, I guarantee you guys never heard the teardrop explodes or heard of no. the teardrop explodes. What what do you think of that? Stupid one? name though. Uh, it's, I love the it's song. a reference to some literature or something. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know. That no one gets. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like a deep reference to something that, that no you don't gets. really care about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But I like the song. Uh, not bad. Apparently, not no bad. one else does. Sure. No. Do you think they should have? Do you think we should have just as many women from Liverpool in room seven six zero nine as we do? We've only had one female in room seven six zero nine. I didn't say whether Julian was a male or a female. He doesn't play women's songs. Okay, he's a oh, female, female singer. Actually, no, we, do, we play a lot of them. One of my favorite new wave um, uh, varieties is new wave bands led by women. I love. New Wave Bands Led by Women. And in fact, if you want to hear a New Wave Band led by a woman, the motels are going to be, in, be awesome. uh, in Flint on February 9th playing at the Machine Shop, which looks like a really cool it's a place. great venue. And yeah. the reason I mention them is because When in Rome, who was the first yeah. song we played when we came off pause, check out that episode, is going to be headlining a show at the Machine Shop on February 9th with Bow Wow Wow, Led by a woman yeah. at one time, a smoking hot woman, and the motels are going to be there. She's no longer hot. Her personality st- still I, great. I, I'm talking about her mind. Are you talking about the one with the <laughs> torn up sweatshirt in the beach in the sea? As the oh, okay, now let's move on because I th- do, you see, do, you, do you see yeah, GMY? Do. Neither one of them want uh, CMT yeah. to play any women at all. <laughs> Sean's pants are getting there tight. For eye candy any, and that's any it. Women. And if they once I, they hit thirty. They're of no use to these guys. I want them to play so with- anyways, I was hoping to be at that show, but that's my hockey night, so I can't be there. I got I got to leave the Again, so you can be victory. in the ice with a so lot of men. So as we reach the, the playoff uh, stretch. Yeah, how many so women are on your hockey team? We I only see teammates. Okay, great. Don't you don't see, see gender? I don't see gender. I don't see color. Right. I don't see ethnic uh, origin. I don't see nationality. I don't see religious. Not on the ice. No, no. It's just, it's just, it's just the guys. Just the guys. And by guys, I mean it could be women, too. Um, oh, man, how did that go south on me so fast? Anyways, a vi- uh, big thanks to Mr. Magoo for uh, a nomination for Room 7609. You know how he reached us, Mark? Do you know how he reached us? Uh, Twitter? Email. 
No, but you can reach us at Twitter, at Elric. You can reach us on email at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. And that's how Mr. Magoo reached out. You can follow us on Facebook at mlelric, Instagram, ml underscore elric, or just go to our website, mlsoulofdetroit.com. Please like us on all platforms. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it anywhere quality podcasts are found, iTunes, Stitcher, Google. Rate us. We really appreciate your ratings. And, uh, and please support our sponsors. And if you want to be one of our sponsors, you can donate. Mark, how do they donate? And a surprising number of people are donating. And we really appreciate really? that because I'm friggin' unemployed. That's great. This is all I got. That's Not for wonderful. long. Not for, whoa. What, is that a tease? No, he offered me $5 to do something I can't say. On... <laughs> Not that hard up. Thanks for the beer, Dad. MLSolaDetroit.com. Jim donut. is trolling the basement. He's like, hey, would you boys like some beer? <laughs> There's a donate guys, button on the website. Do you guys like Viking movies? You nice. ever see Spartacus? Keep talking over the donate plug. Joey. Oh, oh no, donate. Please. <laughs> Could we have your undivided attention? We need donate. I got to pay tuition. <laughs> Just because you're sitting in Maz's seat doesn't mean you have to have his attention span. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, where do they donate, Mark? I already told them. MLSolaDetroit.com. There's a donate button right on the It bears top. repeating. Yeah. Okay. MLSolaDetroit.com. There's a donate button right on the Give top. often, give generously, give foolishly. Because without you, we're nowheresville. And uh, I thought that uh, as a special uh, privilege, Jim, uh, did you want to read some viewer feedback or some <laughs> listener feedback? Do you really want me to? I sure, think it's appropriate. Ahead. I mean, this is pretty spectacular. Just don't disclose it was sent in by Mrs. Windsor. Apparently it's anonymous. I, I, if you have, a, if you're going to write something like this, have the balls to I, put your name amen. on. Amen. I, I don't. But yeah. he, I, I redacted Mrs. Windsor. It wasn't anonymous, right? He, the guy left his name. Uh, well, I mean, it's a Twitter handle, you know, so it could be, you know, like, uh, like a big baller right. ninety nine. Here we go. Uh, you ready? Superstar of rock dot com. I, uh, I don't like this, but I'm going to read it. I love your show and have listened since the beginning, but you just lost a listener. In the past, I heard that leftist SOB Windsor talk bad about Trump. Now he says bad stuff about white people. He can go F himself. I'll never listen again. Sign no one. Put your name on there, ballless person. I hate you! Wow. And on that note, I think it's I a hate good you. time. You're a failure as a person! It's I a am. good time to thank you for listening to My the My mother Red, told me that all the time. The Red Shovel Network, where you can find the Drew and Mike podcast you can find uh the uh no filter sports podcast and the no bs news hour with charlie laduff this is ml soul of detroit we're on the red shovel network and cyrus knows what to do with the red shovel or any kind of shovel uh cyrus could you kindly get us out of here can you dig that can you dig it can you dig it no questions no answers that's the business we're in you accept it and move on. Maybe that's lesson number three. <laughs> <laughs>